0: All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We break down the NFL playoffs. We talk about some Vikings news, and everyone's making trades. The Twins, maybe the Timberwolves, maybe the Wild. Here we go. And here we go, Nordys Podcast. I'm Eric, and I'm here with a man who needs no introduction but we'll give it to him anyways. That's right. It's Half Man, Half Amazing, Jimmy Channels. <laughs>
1: oh Wow. Never heard a better <laughs> intro. Thank you.
0: Yes. And now uh, we're also here with friend of the pod, my very own brother, love Lane Vintage himself, Adam Burtness. How are we doing?
2: I'm good. So <clears throat> I was kind of thinking and pondering on this because, you know, this is obviously the first sports cast without Ryan. Yes. Right. And <clears throat> that's some big shoes to fill right, right. now. So I'm kind of thinking that, you guys just call me Ryan and we pull like a nineties WWF, <laughs> like when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left. Yeah, and they just And then they the next night they were like, Diesel. And it was just a different guy a different dressed guy. the exact same. Same <laughs> character, same mannerisms. <laughs> and people just were like, Okay, I guess that's Diesel, so I'm Ryan. Okay. But you're smiling too much. You gotta get grumpy. <laughs> like you're already
1: fucking this up. I can tell. <laughs>
0: so here we go. It's the new Nordies podcast. And uh, we have lots to talk about tonight on this sportscast. We're going to break down the uh, NFL playoff matchups that just happened, some trades and some possible trades that will happen uh, here in Minnesota. But before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's podcast and also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Hey, quick shout out to Ryan. We do want to um, welcome a
1: new Northeast listener and we have another Vikings fan in the world. Maya Barter was was born. So his baby girl's doing great. And uh, yeah, part of the reason why he, he's like, dude, I can't be doing a fucking podcast right now. Yeah. So cheers to him. Uh, we love you, Ryan, and and congrats on the new baby.
0: Congrats. Congrats. All right, guys, what are we drinking tonight? Jim, what'd you bring over here?
1: Okay, so you know how like Bell's two hearted has been around forever? Yes. And it's kind of it's still pretty damn good. Well, they kind of got on the hazy train and this is a hazy hearted. And I think it kind of slaps, you guys. I think it's good. Like, it's not expensive. It's a six-pack for, like, 12, 13 bucks, whatever. Uh,
0: Dude, I think it's nice. I like it. I think it's tasty. I wouldn't have bought it, and now I think I would consider buying it. So that's a real compliment. That's the ultimate. That's the only compliment you can give. Yeah. All right, guys. It is time to dive into this show, and the first thing that we're going to do is talk about the NFL playoff matchups that happened this weekend is that is the biggest thing that happened in sports in the first game of the weekend we had the Kansas City Chiefs against the Jacksonville Jaguars Uh, this one was weird because it looked like the Chiefs were on their way to a dominant victory and then Patrick Mahomes got some kind of ankle sprain or high ankle sprain had to leave the game Uh, who was the backup
2: Henny Chad Henney.
0: Chad, Chad Henney came Henney. in and led them on a 98-yard touchdown drive, which no one was expecting. And then they just kind of kept the Jaguars at arm's distance uh, in this game. Uh, Adam, what were some of your thoughts on this?
2: You know, I, I texted you and I and I told you it was a very Jags-like playoff performance, yeah. right? Where the second I saw Mahomes go down, I I thought that would have changed the complexion of the game, and even when when he came back, I mean he was he, was he, a sitting he was throwing like seven yard comeback routes to Kelsey over the middle, and like yeah. just dumping it off. Jags, Didn't want to just, run the around. The Jakes yeah. couldn't figure it out. I thought the Chiefs' running game was was hitting which obviously benefited them in that situation and it just kinda of felt like Lawrence in that game had to be really good and I thought he was just pretty good. You hate Lawrence. I don't hate Lawrence. I just don't <laughs> I don't think he's there yet. That's my problem. Or with is it, it his game? Is it his pump up speeches where he's
1: like, <laughs> Yeah, come on guys, like uh let's uh give it our all day.
0: He's like hey he's like, hey everyone, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna give him hell. Okay? Well, let's go. All right. come on
2: Dude, now. one of the things that I that I have enjoyed about the Chiefs, especially in the second half of their season and kind of continuing in the playoffs is the comeback run of Jarek McKinnon. Oh, it's so nice. I'm a huge Jarek McKinnon fan, and to see him having – I think he has like 11 touchdowns on the season right now. Yeah. And to see McKinnon thriving again after he was basically right when he, the whole injury situation in in San Francisco, he signed the big contract after the Vikings. And then after he didn't play for like two or three years, I mean, I don't think anyone even considered a Jerick McKinnon reunion like this. So to see him having so much success is, has been fun. It is. And also
0: I thought this was way uh, to be positive. I like that. (laughs) Ryan, (laughs) (laughs) I, I thought that this was two, a tale of two different teams, just where they're at. I think that Mahomes is, far and away the best quarterback in football. But I don't think it's even close. I don't really think it's up for discussion. And this was him on one leg, uh, putting on a performance against a good team. And this was young uh, Trevor Lawrence, where the moment was just a little big for him. I do think he is supremely talented. And I do think that his year two... Um, made me think he's going to be a franchise quarterback, like a top franchise quarterback, but he's just not quite there yet. And that Jags team isn't either, but they're kind of exciting. So Chiefs move on. We do you, know. a Quick question. Who are you cheering for in this game? Uh, I mean, I just hate the state of Florida with like a real burning passion. So I was cheering for Kansas City. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just checking. <laughs> That's important. Um, All right. So next up we had Philadelphia versus the Viking Killers, the juggernauts uh, from... <laughs> New Jersey uh, the New York Giants
1: uh yeah that was that was good um, they got smoked they got, does it make us look bad kind of okay
0: it, it kind of made me happy that we lost when we did because it made <laughs> me
1: think like this weekend was going to be really nice. Because we fun. lost a close game and it looked like we were a competitive team that yeah. had our shit together and it yeah. would have looked more like this. I think
0: if we would have got to this round, I think like the Niners would have beat us something like 38-7. to 7. I think it was just we were not at the same level as these, these top teams. What
1: was the Was it 27-7? 38-7, I
0: think. 38-7. to 7. Yeah. And that was the same score they beat us
1: five years ago on that same day in the... Um, championship game, wasn't it? Yeah, NFC championship, yeah.
0: Ironic. So, I think that this was, um, everyone's been sleeping on the Eagles, right?
1: I, uh, personally, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. That's my take on the Eagles. I don't like Philly. I don't like their fans. I don't like how they throw beer bottles and say racist shit, Um, so I don't want them to.
0: So, I agree. I really can't stand the Eagles fans and the way that they treated, like, Minnesotans when they went to the NFC championship game a few years ago, but... This team is the real deal. Uh, Sirianni is a serious coach. Um, Hertz is the perfect quarterback uh, on a rookie deal to you know push a loaded roster with, and they can run, they can pass, they can defend, they have a little bit of everything, and they just bullied the Giants. Uh, it is kind of nice that we won't have to hear another week of is Daniel Jones a top five quarterback talk because mm-hmm. he obviously isn't. He just is a top five quarterback if he plays the Vikings' piss poor defense. Good to know. Uh, anything, any takes on that, Adam?
2: I mean, it was, uh, Daniel Jones kind of coming back down to earth game. He threw for 135 yards and a pick. Barkley rushed for 61 yards. So they obviously didn't have anything going. It also, it, it, it felt like watching that game too. Like the Giants were already just checked out. Yeah. It was one of those like Philly nighttime games. We've been there as fans where you're going to Philly in the playoffs at night.
0: And they like pulled the alarm at your hotel like 200 times.
2: So Well, they actually had the water pipes break, too. So they had that whole situation going on. And and it it felt like when things went bad that they just folded pretty early. Interesting comments, too. I don't know if you heard the um, Daniel Jones comments after the game when they asked him if he wanted to be back in New York next season. He was kind of 50-50 on on giving a serious answer to that question. Yeah, he was something
0: like, yeah, I'd like to be back, but there's a business side to it, too, or something like that. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. I I think that, like, the Giants think that they can kind of lowball... Um, Barkley and Jones into staying. And I think that they will end up with both of them, more likely Jones than Barkley, but they're going to have to pay up. And I think Daniel Jones is going to get paid some disgusting amount of money. Too much.
2: Dude, it was fun too to see the Eagles defense actually. So anytime... Jones left the pocket, right, and was scrambling. There was a time in that Vikings game when he was rushing, like, three out of four attempts. Yeah. They weren't even using—I mean, Barkley was being used out of the backfield as, as a receiver, and Jones would basically just take off running, right? There was, like, three or four—they were running quarterback power. He was out of gun, scrambling and rushing. And every time he did that against the Eagles, they were spying him, and those safeties were just coming so hard— down on the box on him that he just was getting swarmed on every play.
0: It's almost like you have to have athletes on your defense, and the Vikings (laughs) attempted to do it this year with no athletes. I mean, they literally are the slowest, oldest defense possible, and it was like painful to watch them try to even run with Daniel Jones, who maybe is fast for a quarterback, but isn't fast for an NFL player. It was bizarre. Um, let's move on to Sunday. Then we had uh, Cincy Buffalo. That was the matchup everybody wanted to see. You got this big snow game and Cincy went in there and took care of business. I mean, this game just never felt like Buffalo was in it. Um, I didn't understand the game plan of the bills. It was like first down run, second down run, third down, throw into double coverage. And it seemed like that was the game plan the entire game. It was really weird.
2: Yeah. Fort um, Bangles out to that quick 14 nothing lead. Obviously, that first drive of the game, I think it was six play drive. They found Chase over the middle of the field, touchdown early. And even at fourteen zip, I had like this weird feeling that like the game was over. So it ended up being 27-10. I think the biggest storyline of this has kind of been the the second half woes of Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean he he finished as the best passer under pressure in the entire league this year and he had some of the best stats he was one of the most dominant players in the league but he also was like a turnover machine and a red zone turnover machine and it just is weird like he is such a Jekyll and Hyde player where he is either the most dominant weapon in the entire league or he's kind of a nothing player like yeah, that he's was, a detriment at that times was weird
2: that was weird and then and then obviously Joe Cool Joe Burrow Right. I mean, this guy now for the second straight year in the playoffs, when when Burrow's under center and that Bengals offense is rolling, they almost just they turn into a completely different team where like the Bengals are scary. They are a legit Super Bowl contender again.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. That's a pretty big surprise. Is that the biggest shocker of this weekend?
2: Um,
0: no, I thought they were gonna win. You did. Oh, you did, really? Yeah.
2: I, I probably would have taken the Bills at home. I thought another storyline that probably needs to be brought up here is the whole situation with the Bengals and the Bills game that got canceled, yeah. right. that 7-3 to game with the injury, a lot of people are talking about how this game should have also been on a neutral site. Yeah, I thought so too. So because of the impact, if Cincinnati would have beaten Buffalo instead of just had it be nullified... It would have been in Cincinnati. It would have been in Cincinnati. Yeah. So the fact that, that, and that they game, were winning. The, yeah, the fact that that game wasn't at a neutral site besides the AFC championship game... Um, and, the, and the Bengals still came in there and absolutely took care of business. I think, obviously, we'll probably have to touch on the dig situation a little bit, too, about what happened after the game. Yeah. But that game not getting moved. Another quick point here that I heard today, is, or I heard this week, is that um, the NFL is actually considering now moving the AFC and NFC championship games to neutral sites every year. Oh,
0: it's such a stupid, like, Southern, f- like, SEC football take on things. It's so stupid to create this, like, bowl game. I'm sorry, teams fight all season. Otherwise, just get into the playoffs, I guess. I'd sick guys a bunch at that point. I'd say, all right, well, if it doesn't matter if I'm going to have home field through the playoffs, then well, let's just be healthy and sick guys more. I think this is so dumb. And it really discounts the fact that, other than like the Southeast, everyone in the country fucking loves the NFL and there are great fan bases and good teams deserve home field advantage. And so I think this is a terrible choice. Every game will be in Southern California, Dallas, or Atlanta forever. Or like mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Thanks, but no
2: thanks. I think within the next 10 years or so, too, we're going to see a Super Bowl, our first Super Bowl overseas. So you're going to get a game in London, or you're going to get a game somewhere a like that. Bowl, a Super though? Bowl, though? Yep.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
2: The same, the same wow. intel I was hearing on the AFC. I think would the AFC, Americans AFC chain, would
1: be pissed. This is America. I,
2: I agree with that, and I don't I don't think that's the right move necessarily, but the same guy that was talking about the NFL discussing at least the AFC and NFC championship moves also had mentioned that he said within the next 10 years or so, you will see a Super Bowl that's not in the U.S. That's weird. But is that
1: after they get teams? Then it makes sense, because I've heard that like within ten years they may have a whole set of four teams over there. Yeah, you get like you know two in in England and one in Spain and one in Germany or something yeah. like that. That'd be that'd be kind of sick. Like a,
0: a, a Spain, like a Barcelona, a um, Real Madrid, maybe. Uh, I'd say like <laughs> Barcelona, uh, Munich, Paris, London. Hey, I'm down. Fuck, I'm, I'm down. Sweet. I'm down
2: to do that. But I want our own. English Premier League team in return. Yeah. We do like a one-for-one trade back and forth. They want four teams, we get four teams back. I the PL. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm in for that. Like, they pick like our four best teams and send them into the Premier League. Instantly relegated. (laughs) (laughs) Never to be seen again. Okay, so, and and
2: here's my question for you guys, since you guys are bigger soccer fans. If there was four teams in the U.S., where would they be located?
0: New York, L.A., Houston. No, 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 no. Miami. Uh, yeah, Miami, New York, L.A. and Chicago, I think is where they would put them. New York and Miami. for sure. I don't sure. know if they'd
1: want one in L.A. That's pretty damn far, dude. I think they'd all <sighs> maybe be on the east side of the country. Yeah.
0: They'd for sure want one in Miami. All the players want to like retire in Miami <laughs> at this point. So um, Charlotte, North Carolina. OK, so what happened with the Diggs thing? So Diggs
1: is, yeah, go I'm on, just Dan. glad that he's not on our team anymore, dude. So they had a great season, a tough loss, and he tries to just dip. He, he just runs into the locker room, chain, grabs his shit, and tries to leave. Somebody chases him down, I don't know which player, and is like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Like, come back. He hangs out for two more minutes and then then sneaks away and leaves. Yeah, and he, leaves the entire stadium. Doesn't, like, have the chat with the team or any kind of hype-up stuff. Like, I get that you can be emotional, but, like, that is so uh, the wrong way to go about it. It's so alienating to your team. Dude, he is a drama factory. Dude,
2: he, he also has he also had the public blow up on the sidelines yeah, on mm-hmm. he knows the cameras are going to pick that up right yep. it's just it's one of those moments where i've kind of been waiting for this now for 3 years where like when does the digs and buffalo situation fall apart
1: and it already has uh Diggs he's is like, jimmy he's butler like, i was going to say he's kyrie almost but i could see jimmy butler too
0: um he's jimmy butler he's great and he has to move around and then everyone's really happy with him and then he's like turns into a problem it's Yeah.
2: just his, and, and his his argument is is he was on twitter today tweeting some stuff saying sorry for caring about losing and blah blah blah
1: like that's how you do it. i though? get that
2: dude but but being so public about everything and being on allen on the sidelines and walking out of all of your teammates it's not about you mm. everyone in that locker room lost yeah not just Diggs, right but he he feels the need to i think he thinks he's a bigger i always love that Diggs was in buffalo and not in a bigger market right? Because Diggs' dream is to be in a big market where he's like a huge NFL superstar. But like,
0: where's he going to go? What's a His, big market that, that he has some up. superstar quarterback?
2: <laughs> I mean, I get that. I think I think he lucked out with Allen, right? When we, when he yeah. was traded down, people were... Josh hadn't really developed yet, right? So people were kind of making fun of that, but that ended up working out for him. But he, he acts like he's he needs this attention and stuff. And like, I think it just rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I, I think... Because of this blow up, it'll be interesting to see if Diggs is back next year or they're just ready to move on. It could be
1: a whole, you know, off season of drama. Okay. I got a trade. They do love that.
0: I've got a trade. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, It's a salary cap saving trade, too. Okay. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys get Stephon Diggs and a third round draft pick. Okay. Stephon Diggs and a third round draft pick. Buffalo gets Ezekiel Elliott's disaster contract and CD Lamb. Who I says like it. no? Who yeah, says I like, no? Yeah, I think it's a fair trade. <laughs> I think that's a fun trade. Let's make that happen. Um, but yeah, I think Diggs, uh, I think he might have worn out his welcome there. Um, teams are all should all be looking at trading for him because I he's Jimmy Butler. He'll be in another place in three years from now after he burns another bridge with another quarterback. Um, okay, and then uh, here's my one take. As much as I, I like Burrow, and I like Cincinnati, and I, I like their team, and I have no issues with them, Burrow is just... Um, the same like he's the same player as uh Tyler Hero as in like every like white college kid is just gonna have a Tyler Hero jersey for Friday night and a Joe Burrow jersey for Saturday night and it's like kind of annoying
1: yeah no I get that you know then he wears like the Fendi glasses and looks I think he's like kind of a dork but his like persona of smoking the cigar and sitting back and making sure the cameras are there I think it's all incredibly cheesy and i actually like the tyler hero comparison (laughs) it is just personality wise it's the um, same
0: people who are like Although Tyler tyler is
1: now mostly irrelevant (laughs) like i maybe he was a bubble star i don't know the bubble's over and he's kind of nothing now
0: it's a little obnoxious i mean i like joe burrow i wish he was my quarterback but he is just like fanboyed a little too much okay and then the last game was the big one it was uh san francisco versus dallas I felt like I could have told you I didn't need to watch the game like I could have told you everything that was going to happen in that game from Purdy looking superhuman to McCaffrey getting banged up to San Fran's defense being awesome to Dallas being a disaster Dak throwing interceptions uh, and ultimately San Francisco out coaching Dallas. I could have just told you ever I could have written the script for that game and it would have happened almost identically. Except I didn't know Maher was going to make so many field goals, I guess.
2: Yeah. Dude, it's so refreshing, though. The the one, I mean, obviously it's a bummer that the Vikings still aren't in the playoffs, right? But the the biggest takeaway from this was is all the hate now that Prescott's getting on the national media. And it's just so nice to just have a different quarterback besides Cousins. Taking eat, heat. Yeah, taking so much heat on national TV. He looked like shit.
1: He looked, got he, he's ex- terrible. Did he get exposed or did he crumble? Which which way would you he describe just this? He does
0: what he does every year in the playoffs. Okay. He does this every single year. And then and then what will happen is the media will it will die down, and then June and July will roll around and we'll need to start talking about the NBA. I'm sorry, about the NFL. And then everyone will be like, Dark horse MVP candidate Dak Prescott. <laughs> and then everyone will be like Cowboys Super Bowl, Dak MVP, and then we'll listen to that for like 3 months until he turns into the same like slightly worse Kirk Cousins that he actually is.
1: Yeah, the the Cowboys have lost 6 6 straight divisional games.
0: Oh, it's so great.
1: Which is awesome cuz that's the perfect spot to be like disappointed as fuck. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you're a final four team, you feel good about the season almost no matter what happens in that next game and obviously, you know, you're not going to make the Super Bowl but um, that divisional game. It's like you're right there on the cusp of greatness and it's a perfect place for the Cowboys to crumble. It makes me All
2: right, so here's a, here's a couple interesting stats. Cowboys, seven straight divisional round losses. Okay, seven. This I is said six. This is it's the meme that's been going around the internet. It's the season starts, beat up on bad teams, fans get delusional, we dem boys choke in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy stat I read was that from like 1960 to 1995, the Cowboys went to like 17 NFC Championship games, and from 1996 to current, they've been to zero. Oh, zero NFC Championship games for the Cowboys. They're the in biggest team. almost 30 years.
0: They're they're probably the biggest sports franchise in the world. Right, I think that is a fact. I think they're the most valuable yeah. franchise in the world 8 for sports teams, or whatever it
1: is, something crazy. And
0: they literally just never get it done. They choke every year. They trade for all these big stars. They're a team I'm just never fearful of because I know exactly what will happen. Um, I also saw that Dak and Romo have identical records in the playoffs. They're both two and four with an zero oh and three in divisional round games. Um, they just are always mediocre considering they have so much money and so much fame and they're on TV so much. uh, I think part of their mystique is just that they're the Cowboys and that everybody loves them and everyone talks about them and they're always on TV and they're always in prime time. And that's about it. Now, one thing I will say about this game is, wow, what a jersey combo. Is it the best (laughs) jersey combo there is? I think so. Pretty iconic. It's the most played playoff matchup ever, um, tied with two other matchups, both that include the 49ers and the Cowboys. The other most famous matchups are the the packers and the niners and the rams and the cowboys okay so those are the most played playoff matchups in nfl history good rivalries there then that's fun um i think that this game showed me exactly what i thought it would the niners are the best team in football but brock purdy is going to keep them from winning the super bowl he's really just okay so do they make the super bowl yeah, I think so.
2: There's actually some talk now, too, that Jimmy G's, like, ready. So, probably <sighs> doubtful for this Sunday, but likely for the Super Bowl. So, if they get Can it done. Can you imagine? It, but what if, like, Purdy's awesome? And they I obviously, they, they're going to have to they, be pretty awesome. I think they know what they have in Purdy, and it's it an elite really offensive line. The best, if not some of the best skill positions in football. And McCaffrey, the Kittle, best offensive Ebo, coach. Ayuk. The best offensive coach and a dominant defense yeah. that just keeps that offense on the field at all times. I
0: think that his leash will be real short if uh, if they go to the Super Bowl and is available. Because I don't know, but then, then there's all this talk about that they've already made up their mind he's their quarterback of the future over Trey Lance, and I just can't imagine that that's true. But And Trey Lance is hurt. Trey Lance broke his leg at the beginning oh, yeah. of the Week 2 game, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's bizarre. Uh, It's an incredible story that this guy, Mr. Irrelevant is, is, uh, undefeated and has made them look so good, but I think he is pretty average at quarterback and I think he's just in the perfect situation. So let's make our picks real quickly this weekend. Yeah. The 49ers at the Eagles. Who do you guys have?
1: Uh, dude, I don't know. I, I I guess 49ers, um, by like three, I think it's gonna be close.
0: I, I know that no matter what I pick, I will be wrong. So I think I'm going to pick the 49ers, and I think I'm going to pick them to win this game 19-17 to in like a really tight barn burner of a game that's very physical and defensive. Okay. I'm okay. taking
2: the Eagles at home. Um, this is a 2 p.m. kickoff. Philly right now favored by 2.5. Eagles at home, that defense was absolutely cooking. I think it's probably the worst place to play when the Eagles have a good team to play yeah. at Philadelphia is probably... The biggest hurdle to overcome, I'm taking the Eagles at home. It's probably the Brock least... Purdy.
0: You're probably the least safe as a player going to Philadelphia. <laughs> your body. And your family, like, can't go.
1: Yeah, keep them far away. Keep the children out of the city.
0: All right, uh, then we have Cincinnati at Kansas City. What do you got, Jim?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that Kansas City gets it done. Um, I guess that they've been to five. The straight, last, yeah. Five straight. Um, and only got through once.
0: Two times, I think. Two times, yeah. and then they got one Super Bowl. Yeah, they won once, um, and they lost to Brady's. I think that Bucks.
1: they know how important it is, especially for Mahomes' legacy. Like, if he keeps going to this game and then not getting through to the Super Bowl, uh, it kind of looks bad. And it's like, did they waste this money and time um, on only one Super Bowl during this time? So, dude, I do think they figure it out. Um, I think it's going to be more high-scoring game, like 33-24. Uh,
0: I think that... I'm going to go with Cincinnati. They have beat them two times in a row, and that dates back to last year's playoffs and then this year during the regular season. And I just, I think Mahomes is hurt. Like, there's just no way his leg isn't terrible right now. Mm. Um, if it's a high ankle sprain, it's like playing with a broken leg. They're going to get him all juiced up, and they're going to get him on as much pain stuff as they can inject him with, and they're going to tape the absolute shit out of his leg. But he's going to be a sitting duck. He's going to sit in shotgun, and not move and part of I know he has the most touchdown passes of any quarterback in the league out of the pocket this year. I think he had 34, which is more than like Kirk Cousins had total. Um so I know he's great in the pocket, but it just takes away a big dimension of his game, which is like his ability to move, his ability to run, his ability to scramble and prolong plays too. So I like uh this game to be kind of boring. Um I think it's going to be Bengals 23 Chiefs 14. I think the
2: Chiefs are only going to put up 14.
0: Yeah I think I just think like if if he was healthy they put up 31 but I think he's just playing on one leg. Okay
2: so uh obviously the 530 kickoff Cincinnati favored right now in Vegas by one point. I think the hot take here is with a grade three high ankle sprain right for most people that's a minimum of three weeks that you're out. Yeah. It's a it's a maximum six-week recovery so the fact that that we're even considering that he's playing in this game him not playing in this game is a realistic possibility yeah. and what i said was when he came back on sunday that thing hadn't swollen up yet so it was a ton of adrenaline right they mm-hmm. probably gave him some shot to numb that thing they taped it the, basically put a soft cast on that thing and we saw how immobile he was then after the game when he woke up today oh yeah that thing swelled like a pumpkin <laughs> yeah And for for them to get him back um, for Sunday's game on a high ankle sprain with with that timeline, I think he probably plays, right? Yeah, I think he does. Part of his game with the Mahomes magic is him being so mobile, scrambling, throwing sidearm, doing all this stuff. And like, they really limit that. So I think the matchup is the banged up Bengals offensive line versus the Mahomes situation. I'm taking the Bengals on the road. I got Bengals 31, Chiefs 16. All right. So we both like Bengals pretty big.
0: I I just think like he, I think he's gonna spend his entire week. Mahomes is gonna spend his entire week like laying down, getting every leg treatment that you could ever imagine, like and that you couldn't imagine, that you didn't even know exists. And they're gonna desperately try to get Stem him to play. Stem cells coming in hot. Dude, yeah, they're for gonna sure. do anything they possibly can to try to get this dude ready to go. But he's gonna be playing with pretty much a broken leg, and it's gonna be brutal. And I just if they can't run the ball, they're they're dead. Um, so yeah, I I think,
2: I I think the keys to the game is is you stop the run. I mean mm-hmm. I mean okay, I'm talking guys as, as basic football as I can, but you got to stop the run and you got to be able to cover cover Kelsey over the middle of the field. If you can do those two things, I think you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, and they're gonna put every egg into those baskets and say beat us with these outside guys on one leg, Patrick. And yep. if anyone can do it, it's him. So all right, all right, uh, let's move on to some Vikings talk quick. So. Ed Donatell is officially out. I don't know if we talked about that last week. I don't. I don't know. Think I think it happened right after. Yeah, I think it happened after. You said
1: yes because I remember you said he will not survive the week, and you were right.
0: Yeah, so he's gone. He had to be gone. The Vikings are interviewing a bunch of different candidates. They're going to interview Brian Flores, who was the head coach of the Dolphins. He left in.
1: He's involved, embroiled in a lawsuit and stuff, right? Yeah, and like maybe shouldn't have gotten fired. I, I don't yeah. remember the whole deal, but. It seems like people are excited about giving him a chance.
0: Yeah, he would be awesome. He was the assistant head coach and like defensive specialist or something for the um, Steelers this year. So I would love it if it was him. Uh, They interviewed uh, like the associate head coach and like some kind of like defensive position coach for the Seahawks. And then they interviewed the D-line coach for the Saints today. So um, three guys who seem like they are younger, a little more progressive, a little newer blood in the NBA than uh, what we had with old-ass Ed Donatel.
2: So uh, interesting take. Um, So it's Flores, um, Sean Desi, and Ryan Nielsen. Yeah. Um Desi was a DC. I'm trying to remember where he was the defensive coordinator. He took the job with the Seahawks. Um Nielsen being the D line coach and Flores with uh assistant. Yeah. Some assistant role with the Steelers. Yeah. So Flores uh interviewing today for the head coach job with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um obviously some of that stuff, unfortunately, it's some of the Rooney stuff, right? Where yeah, they have Rooney to role. interview a black coach. Yeah yeah um i mean it's a good rule but it of is course it's it, it kind of
0: sucks that like sometimes these guys are are flying around for no fucking right. reason yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: it's it's the it's eric biennemi brian yeah. flores situation right um interesting note though is, is that all three of the candidates run a three hmm. four so it's it looks like the three four is here to stay i'm not i'm not going to be one of those people i mean <clears throat> i think a lot of people put a lot of blame on the three four this year i think the stat was that we were in our base 3-4 like 25% of the time. The good thing about a 3-4 defense, guys, is that a 3-4 defense morphs into anything you want it to, yeah. right? So based on what the offense had given you, personnel packages, I think most of the time the Vikings were in a nickel set, right? We were playing a lot of 4-2-5. It was still Hunter and Zadarius basically turn into your outside linebackers. I think the example that people are hung on is, well, why is Daniel Hunter dropping into coverage? Because sometimes you make bad calls where... That certain blitz call, whatever had had Hunter drop into coverage, they thought they're going to be able to hit home,
0: or or because the other team knows he's out there, and then they adjust their formation to force right. him to have to be in coverage and not be able to be the guy right. coming on that.
2: Because and because the way the Vikings had it situated, instead of Hunter being our D end, he was our outside linebacker. I yeah. thought that was one of the weak points that I would have rather just had Daniel play D end, right? Yeah. Um. So Flores, my in Miami first year. Below average defense, his last two years in Miami, really strong defenses. So I think Flores is probably my strongest candidate. Yeah. I think he kind of plays that good cop, bad cop role that that um KOC needs, right? Yep. KOC being the good cop, he's kind of like that cheery, friendly guy. And I think that Flores probably brings that fire. Whoever we do hire I think we need. I think it's hard. The NFL is really transitioning right now into youth. Right? They yeah. want young coaches, young coaches, young coaches. Everyone's relating to the players. If they work for Kyle dude, Shanahan, you fucking at one look point. at Ed Donatel one time and you're like, there is not a player on that defense that's relating to Ed Donatel. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> you guys like howdy doody? What a show!
1: <laughs> I saw some reruns re- the other day on Turner Network. Wow, <laughs> shit was hitting.
2: So yeah, Ed's the fall guy. It's an interesting take though. So like when we were leaving the Vikings, the playoff game, right? Lot of lot of conversations happening a- exiting the stadium, and I think you know we that we heard that guy say, it's the coaches, not the players, right? I think there's a both. yeah, I, oh, yeah. I think some of it's on Donatel, but some of it's on the fact that dude, we are trouting out some of the oldest, dusty ass <laughs> defensive players possible. It's a defense for the Vikings too that could see like eight new position changes, right?
0: Yeah, I just I keep thinking to myself like if you have a really bad defense that's really old and expensive. I would rather have a really bad defense that was young, young and inexpensive. So mm-hmm. I just think that, like to me, I would rather go out, draft guys, go find young free agents, and kind of switch, kind of flip the age of the defense. And even if it still wasn't a good defense, if you got younger and cheaper, you probably accomplished a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, you're you're planning and preparing for the future is in a better place at that time. So yeah, I think it just felt hopeless because it was like the potential of the defense had there wasn't any it was just like you got what you got everyone's like oh should we bring back pat pete and i'm like i don't know man he was pretty good this year but i'm positive he'll be worse next year and you just like get to an (laughs) age where it's like you're you're towing closer and closer to the cliff edge and i think he's kind of like there so uh, a lot of people could go we talked kind of about that last week guys like hicks kendricks hunter smith smith peterson You know, all these guys could be on their way out already. Um,
2: Dude, weird, weird little tidbit too I heard today is that uh, a Vikings anonymous executive has released to some of the media members that Zadarius at the end of the season felt like he was like, did you read this today? He was disconnected from the team and he wasn't happy in Minnesota and like he wasn't getting along with people in the building and like it wasn't going well. Oh,
0: I'm ready for him to go.
2: Yeah, I'm safe. I think it's safe to say Zadarius is gone. Yeah.
0: And I heard people, like I heard on the radio today, people saying uh, it was uh, Barrero was like, if you get rid of Zadarius Smith, then who, who's going to do the job of Zadarius Smith? And I'm like, Zadarius didn't do that job for the second half of the year. I, I, like <laughs> somebody who will, like <laughs> somebody who's, who's, who's younger and hungrier than him. Um, all right. So last thing, talking about uh, other teams, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he went on a podcast, Jim, what did he say on this podcast?
1: Well, he's like, well, you know, I got enough in the tank. I think, uh, you know, we could get this together, and I could come back. I think I could win MVP <laughs> again. No mention of the team doing well, um, playoff success. Let alone what the ultimate goal for every player should be is a Super Bowl. Yeah. So he got ripped. Um, I don't know if it was Gronk yeah, or Gronk but, killed yeah, him. Yeah, Gronk destroyed him. Like, what? What? Who cares about MVPs? A, a Super Bowl wins worth five MVPs.
0: Yeah. Which, yes, I agree. Yeah, he's he's an idiot. I'm just I'm I I've never wanted t- someone not to go away more though than him. Like I I'm I'm so desperate for him to stay.
1: At at Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, in Green Bay. I need him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, if you had a gun to your head right now, okay? Is I I need a next year's location or retirement call from everyone here in this room.
0: <sighs> okay. Um if I had a gun to my head, I would say he's in Green Bay. Any place? Any place, yeah, and, I, and if if I if I had if they they said you're lucky that one was empty, <laughs> he's not in Green Bay. I'd say he's <laughs> <laughs> really detailed scenario. I'd say fuck. Okay, he's in New York with the Jets, and then they'd blow my brains out.
2: <laughs> so I've heard the Jets being flooded around. I'm I'm taking a, a flyer here, right on the Northeast podcast. Okay, yeah,
1: it's official now. It's on. It's gonna be on record this in is one second.
2: Aaron Rodgers. Next year's destination is the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it wow. makes sense. California kid. Yeah. Grew up a big Niners fan. Had some had some Niners steam, right? We've been doing this now for two or three years. Had some Niners steam previously. That team is absolutely loaded. And I think if they don't get it done this year, it makes them more motivated next year to, to get go out To get, get Rodgers, Rodgers or yep.
0: Brady. Yep. One of those two. Yeah.
2: Purdy's not the answer. Let's just no. be honest. I think, no. so gun to my head, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco 49ers. Okay.
1: I think he retires because he's a giant baby, and he he retires for the year, and then maybe he comes back the following year. But he's taking a year off. He's gonna do ayahuasca nearly every week. Um, he might just <laughs> move to Costa Rica for like eight months. Um, he'll do plenty of podcasts, though. Don't worry, his takes will still be out there.
2: So the hot take with the retirement thing, though, is thirty eight million dollars he's yeah. walking away from, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a pretty. Subsist- I get it that that. Dude, would I don't hold care. Most I don't give people, a shit but- if I'm throwing ten touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I'm cashing in thirty-eight million dollars yeah. and throwing ten touchdowns and yeah, yeah. chilling in Costa Rica. Yeah. I get that.
1: So, but I mean, so he would just hold out and ask for a trade, and that's what would happen. I think, I think ready, for him to go, I somewhere think else. they
0: would like to trade him. Oh, but I think that they're just like, does anyone want him? Does for anyone want yeah. his bullshit? He's declining in play. He's so expensive, and the Packers have to pay him that money whether he's there or not. Even if they trade him or he retires, they still owe him 20 million a year for the next 2 years. I didn't know that. Which so, how hey now?
1: Not a big difference between 20 and 38, Well, there is. Well, but, but no, that's just that's no <laughs> almost double. So if he, if, that's jump change.
0: If he was traded, the other team would still have to pay him the 30 million or whatever. Or thirty eight million. Yeah, he just automatically gets twenty no matter where even he is. Even if he retires, even if he's retired, it's guaranteed yeah. money. So
1: he's taking that money to Costa Rica. So, so what
0: teams do is they they push these guaranteed money, this guaranteed money and these higher wages into the future so that they can build for that season. And so that's what they did. And so they owe him twenty million a year for the next two years, on no the matter what.
1: Books part of the cap,
0: it's at least part of their dead cap. No matter what happens, right. it's guaranteed money. No matter whether he's on the roster or not.
2: I just think if I'm Rodgers, I want to go somewhere with a great defense, with a really good offensive-minded head coach, with a great offensive line, mm-hmm. and surrounded by terrific playmakers. And that, to me, adds up with a quarterback needy team in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so let's move on to a different team and a sport altogether. It's the Minnesota Twins. We don't praise the Twins a lot on this show. And I take some heat for my Twins takes. As I have said, the Twins do not deserve... My fandom, right? They've done nothing to deserve my fandom, but I do at least appreciate the effort this offseason as they are actually trying to make moves. They might not be the moves that I want, but I am pretty pleased with what they've done. They brought, brought back Carlos Correa, which I thought was going to be a huge mistake, but because his leg is decaying from the inside out, he is... He has like the leg that, like, if you cut it open, it's like um, the Last of Us.
1: Oh, with the the yes, the, the fungus, the fungus inside. Mm, that's I think
0: good. that's what his leg is at this point. Okay. Um, and so his leg could just explode at any minute. So no one was willing to give him the thirteen years. We got him two hundred million for six years. Then they made two trades, and I like both of them. So the big trade was last week. Uh, they traded um, All Star batting champion, 25-year-old second baseman, or I guess utility infielder, Luis Araez, who won the AL batting title. They traded him to the Marlins, and they ended up getting 26-year-old right-handed starting pitcher, Pablo Lopez, who I am very pleased with. And they got uh, the number four or five, depending on the site, uh, prospect, 19-year-old shortstop, Jose Salas. And they also got a 17-year-old Byron Churio. Um, so they got three players, two of them prospects, one of them one of the top prospects for the Marlins, and a big 26-year-old pitcher that's under team control a little longer. I love this move. I love it. I, I couldn't be happier with it. Luis Arise hit his ceiling. I'm sorry. He He's going to be a high-average hitter uh, who can play all the mid- infield positions and I just don't know where he goes from there. He's not going to suddenly hit a ton of home runs. He is what he is. It's a lot easier to find good hitting than it is good pitching. If you don't believe me, watch the Twins for the last 20 years. Uh, I think this is a great trade.
2: It's, it's, uh, when you're the Twins, too, it's like you, you have to find creative ways to get good pitching. Have right? have to. So we, I think the stat was something crazy. Like the Twins over the past like 10 years the biggest pitching prospect that they had signed was Michael Pineda, right? Yeah. And that was Pineda coming off of an injury, and it was like a two-year... $20 million, $20 deal. million dollar yeah. deal. right? Brutal. Coming off of an elbow injury. Yeah. So they're not in the market to ever sign a, a free agent pitcher, right? So finding creative ways. Araya's career in Minnesota was kind of weird, too, because he was he was pretty disrespected his entire time here, right? Yeah. I, I want to go out on a flyer. I know there's probably some big Twins fans that are going to be mad, but... I think even last to start last season, he was kind of a fringe starter guy, right? He
0: was, yeah, like all year he played first, second short, and third base. And Mm -hmm. the
2: and the Twins, the Twins were always just kind of like using him more as a utility guy. And Mm -hmm. I do I like Arise. Yes, he's awesome. He's he's a decent fielding guy that hits singles, right? I think he hit like three sixteen last year. But if you're the Minnesota Twins, you got to find creative ways to to get pitching talent and we got Lopez and we got a big prospect in the deal so for the Minnesota Twins to make that deal I think that's the best you can do I agree I'm happy
1: with it I'm super happy with it and Did then, it, wait a minute did it earn your fandom are you gonna try to go to a game this year
0: <sighs> yeah I think I will Ooh, um I think I'm deal. gonna go to a Pablo Lopez start how about hey, that? There we go. In like June. Um, and then also, they made a trade uh, on Monday today when we're recording this. They traded with division rival Kansas City. They re- got 31 year old uh, center fielder Michael Taylor. He's supposed to be one of the best offensive outfielders in all of baseball. He'll probably be like our fourth outfielder, um, but like a big defensive weapon. Um, and we traded two pitchers, Evan Sisk and Steven Cruz, two double A pitchers who weren't among the 40 players protected in the Rule Five Draft a couple weeks ago, so they didn't get drafted in the Rule Five Draft. They weren't protected. They are just like average, kind of shot in the dark arms that Kansas City got.
2: So Michael Taylor, he's a he's a Gold Glove caliber outfielder. Yeah. I think he he last year hit like 241. Can't can't really hit. So a typical Twins outfielder for the most part <laughs> yeah. right so 240, 241 for the twins sometimes that's that's not bad i think like eric said he's he's kind of like more of a kyle farmer type guy right elite yeah. defender yep nothing more than the twins love than an elite defender that hits for two forty. it's like we no, but I, <laughs> I, th- I think we used to love
0: that and then in the last couple of years our defense has like gone the opposite way like, suddenly we were like, we only want home run hitters. Fuck fielding. And we've done a little of that. I mean, we did get, bring in Joey Gallo, too, who literally, like we said on here, we got rid of Miguel Sano, the guy with the second highest strikeout rate in the history of baseball, and we replaced him with Joey Gallo, the only guy who has a worst strikeout rate in the history of <laughs> baseball. I guess
1: that's not why they didn't like Sano.
0: So I, I do think this is a really fun time of year, like post-Viking season, where all the rumors start happening, and... You have all the baseball stuff kind of heating up at the same time. And then you have the trade deadline for the NHL and the NBA coming up. And so it's like you can feel the movement in all of our teams. And so the next one we'll talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And there are some guys who I think are going to get moved here in the next few weeks. D'Angelo Russell, the most obvious of those guys. His contract is up. It's a max deal, an expiring max. That's a pretty valuable piece to trade. He also scores almost 20 points a game this year. He could be a really nice scoring piece, mostly probably off the bench, um, but could also play cl- clutch minutes for a contender. Seems like there's quite a bit of interest in him, but you have to kind of wonder what the Wolves are going to be asking for in return. Is it probably some kind of like player and pick combination or players? I'd like some picks for him. I would love like a a nice young rotation piece and a first round pick would be like what I would be aiming for. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, it's
2: more of like the novice Timberwolves fan here, or are the Timberwolves making these moves in terms of they're trying to get better for the playoffs, or are they trying to get picks back with the Rudy's? In? It's gonna be, it's gonna I be both. Th-
1: I think that if they really wanted to be, be- better, they would probably keep D'Lo. Yes, um, he is playing well, but they also won't. He'll, they'll lose him. They'll lose the him office, for they, nothing. So they get something back, right? And, they don't want to resign. They can him. get a piece that's okay. Um, not that Delo's great. I mean, he'll he'll win some games for you. He'll lose some games for you with his awful shooting. But um, no, I think that they are accepting that they may take a little step back. Um, they may have to kind of train a couple new guys up, but they need to do it.
0: I think the only thing that bums me out is like a lot of the rumors are like, D'Angelo Russell for uh, Kyle Lowry. And I'm like, why would I want like a mid-20s decent point guard for like a mid-30s decent point guard? Like, doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Or like, why would I want... um. Mike Connolly, you know like I, I these moves don't really make sense to me big kind names of like, but but older I mean big w- expensive yeah. older yeah. names that I just I don't really know what that does for our team I know that they think it's like leadership and stuff but like I can promise you those moves aren't getting us into the final you know, eight teams in the league. It's just not, it's not going to move the needle in that way. So I do think that that is the one piece that doesn't feel right. I hope that they get some younger pieces and some draft picks, like some kind of combination of things. I think that's what would be best for the Wolves. But other pieces that teams are interested in are um, Nas Reed and Jalen Noel, both of them free agents at the end of the year. Both of them probably won't be re-signed. And so I would imagine... They're pretty likely to be moved, both of those guys.
1: Yeah, and dude, you know I love Nas Reed. Um, but we have a pretty deep backcourt. Like, dude, even Garza is yeah. playing pretty well. Nate yes. Knight is playing pretty well. We're deep, 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 deep there. I mean, we have two like our two couple of our highest paid players yeah. are huge dudes. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'd say we probably would pass on Nas and maybe try to sign Noel. Yeah. As a defensive guy.
0: I just think like those guys will be I think Nas is probably the most likely wolf to get moved, which is too bad. We love um, Nasty Nas, a good a good backup center, um, yep. on a good contract here down the stretch. Uh, Denver is the big rumored landing spot for him that they really want Nas Reed.
2: So, what's the timetable right now on on when Cat's supposed to come back?
0: Uh, I think Jan. I think middle of January, which is. A like a week, week ago, a week and a half ago,
2: I think. <laughs> yeah. So, does he not even travel with the team? No, he does. Okay, he's
1: been pretty good. He's been traveling. He's been up and rooting for him, and still doing some crypt half cryptic, weird, dramatic uh, Facebook posts, and half like love my guys. You know, like pump up team stuff. So um i'm sure his he writes one and his marketing manager writes the shit about the team yeah. but yeah i mean you'd think he'd be back but it is i guess one of those injuries where if you go too soon you can be out for the season because like your achilles tears or something because it's a calf i don't yeah. know i'm not dude uh, also not that good at that stuff, let's
2: so. just fucking go off script yeah and let's talk about some minnesota positivity that the Nordies podcast hasn't been Ooh. because ryan hates them ryan <laughs> hates them but we need to talk a little bit Gopher hockey really quick too oh. Gopher hockey split oh I love two over hockey. two overtime thrillers this weekend with yep. Michigan dude I watched both of those games mm-hmm. they're like wow. that that Gopher hockey team is here so they're number 2 right now in the country yeah that first line is insanity the best Gopher talent that we've ever had in the program's history
0: yeah I think like I think like the starters like um Cooley, who's maybe the most talented player we've ever had. Snuggerud, Nice, and then Faber and Lacomb on the blue line. Maybe. Dude, when
2: those five are on, <laughs> are on the ice, dude, it's scary. They're like
0: a they're like a minor league. Um minor league, I mean like Minnesota or Iowa Wild yeah. level team. They're sick. Uh close is a great goaltender as well. They played against a really good Michigan team, two really good um, games that were back and forth that went to overtime. They won one, lost one. Uh, number one in the country right now is St. Cloud, and number two is the Gophers, and that's Motzko's old team and Motzko's new team. So,
2: how's uh, how the Bulldogs do? They're down. They're down. Yeah. Oh, Worst year they?
0: they've had in probably six or seven years. Okay. Um, and then the other good news is, so you're going to lose Cooley next year. You're probably going to lose Snuggerud. You're probably going to lose Matthew Nyes. You're going to lose Faber. You're going to lose all those guys. They are bringing in um, a kid from my school district, actually. So anyone listening from uh, New Brighton, Moundsview area, uh, Howie Moore. So he played at Tatino Grace for one year, and now he plays for the U.S. development team in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And he is um, a phenom. He's going to be a first-round pick next year, and he's coming to the Gophers next year. It's kind of their big, huge piece coming in. So he'll be their star player next year, which will be exciting.
2: Yeah, so Nordy's podcast, Gopher Hockey Bandwagon, Ooh. on board. Oh. This team is thrilling i'm
0: i'm shoveling coal like i'm not even riding the bandwagon like i'm working on the staff
1: yeah you're like integral yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) um well we're moving on to the wild quickly so the wild also have some moves to make um kind of confusing are they going to be um buyers or are they going to kind of stand pat as like a middle of the path team um so one of the big rumors is horvat the big uh, center from vancouver is uh he's kind of the prize at the deadline that everybody wants Wild obviously need a center. Um, some people think like... Uh, oh, I've
2: never heard that before. Wild <laughs> need a center.
0: Some people think like prospect plus Matt Dumba plus draft pick sure. could get sure. you, Horvat, who would be like our number one center for sure. Um, other than that, Matthew Dumba is for sure on his way out. He's an expiring contract at $6 million. He, um, will not be re-signed by the team. He's, you know, a valuable kind of two-way defenseman that could play big minutes for anybody. Um, so a lot of teams want him. Uh, what I've heard is that, uh, Bill Guerin, our GM has told teams, make it worth our our time if you want him.
2: Dude, it just sucks that his trade value right now is the lowest it's ever been with, Dumba being a healthy scratch.
0: Well, he's being a healthy scratch, I think, because they're trying to trade him. Like they're trying to put him on ice here so that he doesn't. He's playing now. So in, what, in he doesn't get him. hurt or something. Yeah, I think they're just trying to keep him healthy. He, everyone knows he's gone. It's it's a done deal. He just it's where um, the the big teams that want him are Edmonton, Ottawa, and um, I think Vancouver. Dude,
2: the, are, are you guys will, are you guys willing to sacrifice like six to seven? brutal years, kind of like the Blackhawks are going through right now to mortgage your future, right? When we get Kirill in his absolute prime right now, Kirill, third fastest player to 100 goals, just saw that, and, and banking on on this Wild team. I think they're a little short on talent. I actually thought they were a little bit better last season, but with Kirill in his prime right now and getting him that number, that true number one center and stuff, I think I'm down as a Wild fan hmm. where they're kind of like not my most cared about Minnesota team. To just put all the chips on the table and let's just make a run at this. I think they kind of fucked with those two contracts for at least next year. So, through next year, they're
0: down about 15 million in cap space, which sucks. And then that number goes to one and a half million, is all for like the next five years after that. So, I do think that they're like, I think their goal is whatever pieces come in need to fit with that timeline. Where I think that they're, they think that their window opens up two years from now and it closes probably five years from now or something like that, you know, like a three- or four-year window where Kaprizov will be, like, 26 or 27 years old. I think that's when they're going to, like, go all in. But I think they also know that they're competitive enough now to, like, hang in there and be, like, a solid middle-of-the-pack playoff team, too. I don't... I would live through ten years of misery if they could like make one good run at the cup. Like I don't care. We, we live in Minnesota. You know how many shit teams we've watched. I have watched every team in Minnesota be a, an embarrassment. So, Dude, Jimbo am,
2: still watches every Timberwolves game. We're watching one right now, baby. Against the very lowly. <laughs> the, okay, the lowly Rockets are beating us right now.
0: He does. He watches every game. I, watch I feel all, bad. Um, I love it. I just as long as
1: they're, they're smiling, having fun. You know.
0: So I heard the Wild. Do want a defenseman back as well? So they're trying to like downgrade at. De- as a, on defense in order to get more cap space is pretty much what i think they want to do can
2: we talk about reeves too for a second yeah dude that was an elite um early season trade for the wild and it's and with reeves too it's not it's not his fighting right it's just the energy it's the locker room it's everything that that guy brings the toughness on the He's ice. just everywhere yeah. reeves has gone he's just been yeah. he's been surrounded by by success yeah and you know he wasn't Getting the minutes he wanted in New York, and I think that that is you're going to look back if the Wild do have success this year on being maybe even a bigger trade than like a Horvat or something like that. Yeah, oh for sure. Mm.
0: All right, guys. Last thing we need to talk about before we get out of here is the Premier League. So the Premier League had two massive games this weekend. One of them underperformed and was kind of a disappointment. The other one was like a blockbuster game so the first one was two teams fighting in the middle of the table right now who are supposed to be kind of top of the table teams that was chelsea and liverpool and i just like i feel like um someone you
1: can can just say it man i'm not going to get offended i feel like
0: someone just turned the burners off at liverpool like yeah they were just they were the most intense highest pressing highest effort if most in your face team ever um one time when i went to an arsenal game in person i watched um Arsen Wenger's Arsenal versus uh, Jurgen Klopp's Borussia Dortmund. Okay, and Jurgen Klopp, his comment after the game was that he thought this was a this game was a beautiful um, game because it was the the symphony of Arsene Wenger. Versus the heavy metal of Jurgen Klopp, and that's what he said about their their matchup. And I thought that was like the coolest way that I ever I, heard I like that. someone describe a game. Like I was just like, man, that's so interesting. I love how he thinks about it like that. But the problem is, is that um, they went from being heavy metal to being like Thin Lizzie, and like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a problem. Like they wouldn't pass as like a heavy metal band Trent
1: Alexander Arnold does look a little bit like the lead singer of (laughs) Thin Lizzy so I like that
0: so to me I think that's it like it's just like they were so in your face and when they were winning the the Champions League winning the Premier League one of the best three teams on the planet every year weren't
1: they I mean they just didn't they didn't have like as big a names as everybody else and I felt like their whole thing was like we try harder than everybody else and I think that's the hardest thing to maintain.
0: It is. Especially when you have success and and yeah. money and and you age and you in get injured and like the the names get big and their places aren't under attack anymore and the competition dies, it's like that just wears away. And so mm. it's just like as they've kind of moved into three hundred thousand pounds per week contracts and everything like that, they've just, like, the burn isn't there anymore. Like, they don't have the same fire. They're just not, you know, fighting in in everyone's face like they were. Um, So do you fix that? I know we got to move on, but
1: do you fix that with getting more new personnel or a new coach?
0: um, I think that they like Klopp a lot, but I think, like... And they extended him, but that doesn't mean anything. I think it's going to have to... If if Klopp wants to stay, I think he'll be there. Okay. But I do think that it needs to be, like, uh, a reset. Like I think, like they need to go out and sell big name players uh, this summer, and they need to spend a lot, or at least smartly, Mm -hmm. and build a new team in the image of what Klopp is looking to do. Okay. And so I think give it
1: one last try with him, and you know, get three more years. If it works out, it works out. Yes, that'd be great. I think that's
0: what probably needs to happen. Um, Chelsea is trying to do that right now. Um, I I felt like I couldn't speak very freely of Chelsea because uh, Ryan is a big Chelsea guy, Mm -hmm. but um. As of now, Chelsea is my least favorite sports team. (laughs) Oh, God. The, the floodgates are open. <laughs> My least favorite sports team. More, I hate them more than I hate the Packers. Like, wow. At least the Packers play by the rules. This Chelsea team is so crooked that they ha- are giving everyone like ten-year contracts so they can pay all these contracts out over long periods of time, and it's so bad that, um, a w- like two weeks after they've started doing this, FIFA has come out and said that they're changing the rules in the summer because they're not, they don't like this. Um, they have spent. Sounds like innovation to me. It sounds like a, a way to game the system. And I think they know that that's what they're doing. They're going to continue to try to do it until they get told they can't, which I guess is smart. But yeah, I mean, they've just bought and bought and bought and bought. They've spent a half a billion euros. Uh, this year alone on new players it's never happened in the history of the sport it's not close that's coming off of some of the biggest transfer windows ever and they just don't really have any rhyme or reason it feels like to the guys that they're bringing in so it's just like if they you listen, hear
1: somebody else coveting a big name and they just go and they just spend say more.
0: we'll just spend more than them and it's like you're they're bringing in like the best right back they can get and the best midfielder they can get and the best striker they can get and the best winger they can get but it doesn't really feel like those pieces really fit and it feels like there's like a lot of cooks in the kitchen that are all like putting their own ingredients into what this team looks like. So, for how talented it talented it is, it doesn't feel very coherent. Mm-hmm. And so I think like it's probably frustrating to be a Chelsea fan cuz you're excited that they're spending all this money, but they're constantly changing coaches and bringing in new players and it just doesn't feel very settled. And so I think that this was a game kind of like that. You saw the talent of Chelsea. You saw Mudrick, their big new signing, look electric. But it was a pretty yeah. disjointed effort from them. And you saw Liverpool at home, probably the hardest place to play in the whole world. It's supposed to be, just not really have the juice to like go and take the team,
1: game. Neither team wanted to lose, and they they managed that. Yeah. They both won in that way that they they drew zero zero in a game that a lot of people in America got up at 6:34. I I watched from the second half and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just disappointing, man. I mean, this is like a year previous I would have been up. I would have been up and excited, ready to go. Yeah. Uh maybe tried to find a way to watch it with somebody, whatever, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm feeling like the team is right now. Yeah. Just out of out of like gas a little bit so yeah yeah. so the other big
0: game was sunday's marquee game between number one arsenal and number three manchester united i felt like this was nature is healing itself kind of situation where uh arsenal and man united are like the most famous teams in premier league history not in english soccer liverpool would be in that discussion for sure as well but Mm -hmm. in the history of the premier league um which has been around since like 1990 or something the two main teams have probably have won been the most yeah. over that period of time have probably been Arsenal and Manchester United. Both of those teams have been completely lost for almost a decade now after just completely, I mean, it would be like, the champions are Man United, Man United, Arsenal, Man United, Arsenal. And the other one finished second all the other years. you know. Yeah. And they both have just been in the wilderness. They both have exciting young coaches, Arsenal with Mikel Arteta and uh, Man United with Eric Ten Hag. And they both have spent, I think for the most part, smartly and they're like young hungry fast intense teams that look kind of like city and liverpool did a few years ago and so this game did not disappoint you had uh man united superstar uh, marcus rashford just love him absolutely he's
1: on my list of those who must be protected actually. he's he's great he's one of the youngest on the list he is the youngest on the list
0: he's great and uh he he hit like a 30 yard bomb uh it was one of those goals where like the other team scored and i just thought Well, that was just a great goal. Like I can't even be upset. It was just, it was such a miraculous goal. Um, Eddie and Keddie scored for Arsenal, and then Bukayo Saka pretty much did just impressive as just as impressive of a a goal with his long-range strike to take the lead. Um, United equalized with about a half an hour to go, and then it was I thought all Arsenal for the last half an hour Mm. as they were just in their face. They couldn't get it out. And uh, they finally scored in the last minute, Eddie and Kedia again. And I just think that this is, um, I would say this is probably one of the three t- most excited times I've ever had as in, in sports fandom.
1: Wow. As you get nearer and nearer and it becomes hard to deny that you will win the Premier League this year.
0: I mean, the worst thing is... I know is, that you're not
1: willing to say is it. That, I don't know when you're willing to say it. Maybe I mean, never.
0: This is as far as I'm willing to go. I don't know if we'll win the league, but I know that I believe and I think that that is like the
1: worst okay, thing that we're moving on. That no, was no, too cheesy. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I believe that we will win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I mean, I mean, I've been like in denial and denial and denial. And now I'm kind of like,
1: oh, we well, are good. I, I've, I'm, you can at least like, acknowledge you're a good team with a great future because you're young. I, and- I think
0: that like on the year, we're probably one of the two best teams in the world. Are you saying Gunner's back? Yeah, Gunner's back for Gunner's sure, back. and so so to me, I just I know that I'm gonna get my heart broken, but I don't care. I'm having so much fun, and uh this was just an awesome game. Like a neutral fan would have fucking loved this game. Mm-hmm. Like it was a a, a war. It was great, Adam, you watched, I watched it. it. Yeah.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, Look at I you. It, so. What did you think? How's the West even a big Ham fan?
1: hammers doing? What's up? Are you a West Ham fan? Aren't you?
2: No, I. Uh, or what was it? Newcastle. I'm an Arsenal fan. There I mean, we go. I, I vote for oh, Arsenal. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. I thought you were trying so, uh, to be uh,
2: different. No, I was voting for Arsenal in that game, but okay. it was it was an, it was a good game. I mean, I like watching. Anytime you're watching a sport played at a really high level is obviously a pretty good game. Also, I just want to say. How nice is it going to be that you guys can just dump on Chelsea? Oh, Ryan can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ryan, I, I
1: hope you're listening. I hope we gained a listener, if, even if we lost a host. He, we he love you to, so he, much. He was
0: listening and he was like, he was like a proud parent. Yeah, right. And now he's like, "Fuck these kids. <laughs> yeah, I'll never listen again." You're, okay, so he's going to be off the group chat. It's over.
2: So I don't want to wrap up quite yet. Just give me two more minutes. Yeah. Okay? The Royal Rumble is this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big event for wrestling fans. We're, me and Eric are big wrestling fans. Still to this day. Yeah. I mean, we're big 90s wrestling we're fans. We're big. <laughs> right. I like to watch. Yeah. Royal you love Rumble. the history yeah, of yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I like you, yeah. WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. So, my question is you guys get to have a fighter come out. That you're jumping up out of your seat okay. because because it's the Royal Rumble pop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which fighter are you picking?
0: Ah, uh, The Rock. So, so it has to be so somebody so from the history. So the of- big
2: the big rumor is is that The Rock is coming out, which okay. is going to be a big deal.
0: All right. I mean, I would be excited if if, he, if the Rock, if, came if the out.
2: Rock wins. The Royal Rumble, he'll be fighting in the in the title match at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. That's what everyone wants. that That's a big. He deal. did
1: come off a huge loss with Black Adam. Yes, <laughs> he probably <laughs> need, he needs to edge bets. Yeah. his agents yeah. like get back into wrestling now. So,
2: dude, um, so go ahead, Eric, you go. first. But can you pick anybody? That's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, dude, I don't care. If I want
1: to see Timothy Chalamet swing through. There. Oh, dude,
2: I <laughs>
1: he'd get yeeted hey, into the
2: hey, 18th hey, row. The, yeah. Hey, we've had Drew Carey. In the Royal Rumble, oh, right? Oh, really? We've had a bunch of celebrities. So Jimbo saying that, dude, It's not possible, off,
1: huh? Not I off. mean,
0: I would be really pumped if The Rock- Hammer
1: needs to get into wrestling, by the way, because he has no movie career. And you know wrestling's going to take him and in. And he doesn't need he's a name big, change. He's riff- No, he's the <laughs> Hammer. And his big thing is like eating women. That's just like, he does lots of skits on that. I'm going to eat your wife, bitch. Yeah, dude, I, I, think I like it'd that. Be great. I think that's a good angle. I think it's a good angle. I want to see Bad Bunny.
2: Agent. I want to see Logan mm-hmm. Paul. Mm-hmm. I want to yep. see The Rock. And Logan Paul's actually a good wrestler dude my my big pop McFoley
0: I mean oh. I would be real pumped if we got um Pete Davidson <laughs> and like and like Pete Davidson just like kicked three people in the balls and then he got like power bombed
2: dude yeah what about the return of Johnny Knoxville
0: oh I'd be Johnny excited.
2: at Johnny at Wrestlemania was electric yeah it was so the return of Johnny at, at Wrestlemania probably gets me out of my seat okay yeah okay I like that I like that, too. We may be doing uh, the fundraiser. Yeah, we're We're
0: going to try to do it. We'll we'll put it together. So I'll do it this week. Um, We'll put it out on Instagram if people want to participate in the Royal Rumble, charity rumble. We've done it two years in a row. It's been a lot of fun. Um, So we'll put that out, and you guys can join in. We'll keep it cheap, and we'll have a cash prize for the winner, and the rest of the money will go to a good cause. I love that. All right, guys. Um, Yeah, and then lastly, we have a new segment. Uh, It's going to be uh our winner and loser of the week for sports um i was trying to come up with a name for this like maybe it's like dynasties and dynas nots (laughs) dynas okay well we'll work on that (laughs) Dynast don'ts (laughs) we'll work on that. i don't know i couldn't think of like what was good in sports and what was bad um but yeah well what who was the winner in the week and loser do you guys want to start with winners or losers
1: let's start with winners um i think losers is probably more fun uh for me it's Joe Cool. Ooh, it's your guy. Yeah. I think he had the best week. Yeah, he did. Burrow. I mean, he's kind of undeniable at this point. So, although I don't think he's that fucking cool, I mean, I guess he kind of just is. So, he won the week from
0: my winner of the week. Um, I promise you, I won't do this every week. My winner of the week was Arsenal. They beat Man U. It was the big game. They. I see
1: why you invented this segment.
0: Though. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> they're, they're, you know pretty far up in the league at this point i i i believe at this point like i think we're gonna win the title and that's that's a bad place to be as a minnesota sports fan
2: yep so my first pick was joe burrow okay no way my second pick was arsenal okay (laughs) so i'm going with my third pick my winner of the week even though they split, it's go for hockey. Okay. It's the it. best yeah. it's the best team in Minnesota right now, and I think that more Buy people need lot. to get on that bandwagon. I love yet. that. I like it.
0: All right, lose of the week. You can go first since Dude, you. I'll
2: take the I'll take the obvious one. I'm taking Dak Prescott. Okay. I mm. think Dak, uh any of his doubters now have enough ammunition to last the entire offseason. Underwhelming performance again. I think it it leads to some Cowboys questions is in terms of long term. Is he really the guy? Um Does he get McCarthy fired? Does all these pieces start falling apart for the Cowboys? Loser of the week for me, clearly Dak Prescott.
1: Okay. Um, Loser of the week for me, Shannon Sharp. uh, I thought his antics on the sideline of the Memphis game was fucking stupid. And then they let him back in. Um, I didn't like that. Uh, And plus he's complicit. I mean, his show with what undisputed with what's the other guy. He's complicit in all that. Like he continues to be on the show. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't like any of it. I, I think he, it's all for show. I, I, Shannon Sharp lost the week for me. All
0: right, my loser of the week was a guy I believe in. I think he's great, but I think he lost this week badly, and that was Josh Allen. He... Just hasn't got it done in the biggest games. Everyone picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. They had a home playoff game and they blew it and they weren't even really competitive in it. And so I don't know if we come to the end of the year and we find out he's been really injured, but uh, he just didn't get the job done. And in a time where he's been battling to be the best quarterback in the uh, NFL, he might be the third best quarterback in the AFC. And so I just think like his legacy is going to be on the line here the next two seasons because he's never gotten close to getting it done.
1: I, yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: All right, all right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for coming and hanging out with us here at the Northeast Podcast. It's a new generation of the Northeast Podcast, which is exciting. And uh, thanks. Dude, I want to
2: call it the Attitude Era. Yes, (laughs) the Attitude Era. Are we the N.W. What is it? N.W.O.
0: (laughs) So the Attitude Era of the Northeast Podcast is here. Um, Thanks to Adam. Go check him out at Love Flame Vintage. If you want some sick uh, vintage clothes, some awesome shirts, whatever you want, he's got it for you. So check him out on Instagram at Um Otherwise, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nord East Podcast.